we can like the drawings. Uh, first of all, thank you for joining this. I always look for like people who have something to share, to tell, and it's not obviously about being a girl, it's more about being blunt, about being authentic, and about smoking as well, and removing stigma around that. The community that I had known was very small very conservative, they kept between themselves. Um, if you're not a part of the community, then you're almost against the community. So it was really tough coming out of there and finding new people with different types of thought processes and stuff. Eventually, I got into the student accommodation, which is one of the biggest in London, and I just met people from all over the world there, and they also took me in with open arms. But did you squat there or you lived there? There was someone who I knew in the building who would allow me access into the building. And then, and then you got the pass somehow, and then where did you stay? Where did you like sleep? So, slept. Well, what happened was eventually I actually got arrested in the building. How long did that happen since you started living there? Um, it was about six months. I wasn't actually living there. I had another flat I was staying in. And, so um, you just come in and out and hang exactly, out? Exactly. That's so interesting. Why, why this is prohibited, right? Because you are trying to meet new people. Like Exactly. There wasn't just business taking part, you know, it was like people from all um, different parts of the world understanding how their worlds kind of can connect. It all connects all together, really. Were you like 18 at that point? I was, I was 17 at that point. I had wow. like a fake ID and shit. And eventually, these people, they, they like, we grew such, such a connection together. When I was banned from the building, they put me inside a suitcase and smuggled me in the building five times. This is crazy. They put me in a suitcase. I was like suffocating and they put me in. But yeah, I met this landlord who was... Who was young. Who, is, who was also quite young, yeah, they was two years older than me. Everyone was older than me. Because I do find it funny that you call a landlord as like, like an adult, adult, but like he was actually young. And he's still probably like 25 right now. So for me, it's exactly. not a landlord, but he's probably really privileged and really rich. Very. He is down to earth as much as he can of be. Of course. And he does smoke a lot, you know. There's this group in London, they're called Anal. That's what they're called. Interesting. Uh, they're a squatting group in West London that take over buildings that are, have quite a lot of value and have been decadent for a while. Around squatting law in the UK, if a building has been left alone by the landlord for quite some time, I think it's six months, I'm not sure, people come in yeah. to the property. This is the tricky thing. Of course, the landlord will lock the property, you know, but if you manage to get in without breaking the lock, you technically are legally entering the building. I know. And if you um, start looking after the place, then technically you become the landlord as the squatter. And um, the landlord cannot actually kick you out. There is no law that says you can it. kick them out. Some of these people had come to Nomadic Garden, and that's how I got to know that community. And I saw that they were just fighting for space. How everyone's fighting mm. for space, how plants, yeah. everything's fighting yeah, for true, space. Yeah. Physically, you know, actually going out into the field and fighting for what yeah. they believed in. I already had met uh, the landlord that I told you about before. Now, he had now proposed to me during the lockdown time when it was really difficult, no one had anything to do. Yeah. He just called me up saying, yo, um, what you said? You want to look after a building? I'm like, what? Of course I want to look after a building. Mm. We went to go see the building, it was like seven floors. A building of theirs had been taken over in King's Cross. Mm. Um, we went to go see the building. I knocked on the door. One of the guys opened the door and it was one of these guys, he had tattoos all over his like body. He looked like a proper cool dude, you know? But of course, he's in a hostile situation. He knows that people are trying to take him out of where he lives. Yeah. The landlord just turned to me and said, look, you need to get these people out. Um, get, gather all the people that you can and physically get them out. I was like, well, that's illegal. And, and at the same time, 
these boys, they don't look like they're about to give up this space. You know, they've got they've got like six floors, probably made booby traps. It could have been anything. And the landlord was just ready to for us to take our own lives, for um, for that's just horrible. that person taking the building. He was your back. friend as well. You know, that's what just got me. You know, because uh, for the longest time, I've always felt like uh, very blessed because even though I've come from council flats and shit. Mm-hmm. I've still managed to meet people who, like, in society mm. would be deemed as yeah. great connections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in my heart and in my soul, he doesn't know how to fucking rate, uh, grow a sunflower, you know? He doesn't know how to... Yeah, um, yeah. He doesn't know how to source water. That's what means more and more to me, you know? I just want to... I want to travel the world and I don't... But how come you worked for him six months? Like, that's a long time. It was a long to time. To make that realization, you know? Like, you're just talking about it as a one minute in the, in the talk <laughs> of the podcast, but it's like... Actually, it was a huge journey, like six months, sorry. Aye. What did you do, like, for six months? The squatters came in um, during the last two weeks, luckily. You're so, kidding. Yeah, yeah. So for the first five months, we was actually uh, renting it out to people. I was acting as a, like, ah. real estate agent, you know. Wow. Stuff. And um, I just felt Airbnb. like... Airbnb. Like an Airbnb type of thing, yeah. Wow. And some musicians even came to rent out the courtrooms and the uh, cells. I would have loved to have known you that time. Know, it would have been useful. <laughs> I, um, he, uh, we was like renting out these places and, and I had something to speak about. The only problem was that this person's just like, ah, oh, cut your hair, it doesn't look neat enough. You know, this person is a Muslim. I've come from a Muslim family. Mm. My family is Muslim. When I'm not generally just, you know, agreeing with whatever yeah, yeah, they're yeah, saying, yeah. I can see how different it is compared to the love that is provided just because you are one of them. I'm not saying it's just uh, exclusively for a Muslim. I'm saying just any religious denomination. You are one of them. They show such a different sort of love compared to when you're not one of them, which I kind of, like, just detest. There was a group of people that was hired to um, take out the squatters. And I had to be there just to, um, I didn't have to be there, but I just wanted to see what was going on. And what was happening? So there was like uh, eight, eight Asian guys, you know, doesn't matter about their race, but eight Asian guys in mm. that were hired to come to the building. And they all came in, a, in like two two cars. They were all wearing black, masked up, uh, the squatters now. They started like trying to boot down the door, you know, and the squatters from the outside were like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? They sounded pretty well-spoken, you know, they didn't really sound like stupid or anything. And they started throwing down things from the window, and this was like the main street as well, and then police ended up coming, dispersal, we just ran away, and then um, I said to the landlord, look, I don't really want to be part of this anymore, because I had actually been on another friend friend's podcast, because I just had to speak about it mm. to them about the whole situation. Interesting, well, so it's somewhere in line, and we're aye. mentioning it again, so aye, maybe aye, I should aye. link it up. <laughs> <laughs> For the past two, three years, I've been learning more and more about myself, taking a journey inwards. Mm. Um, so what are the steps for a journey inwards? Learning how to breathe properly. You know, Interesting. So walk. you're doing Wim Hof exercises, right? Indeed. It's more about finding out about who I am and, mm. and what it is that I really want to do. Should I? Le- why am I scared to leave where I am? Mm. Is it because I'm just scared of the comfort that I live in? I'm adopted. You know, I was adopted at two years old. Interesting. And um, I don't know who my real parents were. Mm. Um, and I've always felt someone not being there mm. because my parents, they were, um, they were migrants who came here yeah. from uh, an Asian country and they become something that I don't really like. People who are just driven with occupying land, you know, they just want to get more land and um, generational wealth, but that's not really what mm. I'm into. And I, I sometimes feel like I just want to um, 
I'm gonna run away. Mm. I'm gonna run away. And yeah, but then when you run away and you like come to the place where that all doesn't exist, I just feel like that's not again a journey that I want to do because in the forest, like living, just reconnecting with my like energies, <laughs> like spirits or whatever that might be because obviously I have a spiritual background and I'm like went away from it because it gave me depression because you, when you do start thinking in that way, the journey that you should take to feel happier because you start feeling less energy from the universe because you no longer want to be like part of the society because you want to disconnect and like... Detach from it. Yeah, detach from this like materialistic world and get closer to God or any other like spiritual to the energies or Trust. to the, the cosmos or that, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know like because uh, it's all the same I think uh, either in a religion or non-religion or like people who are agnostic I feel like it's just kind of how it is and uh, the journey that you need to take is just like being in a forest and then being ready to get samadhi and get out of this world right, right. but like that's not what I want to do because right. I'm sure that I'm not gonna if, if reincarnation exists because again all these things are like 50-50% it's all theories exactly. and like people decide what is true and what's not and like I'm considering it as reality because Sheldon your cat like you don't know until exactly. it happens right exactly. and uh, the one thing that really gets me is right even with the religions that I'm currently mm-hmm. studying like Hinduism and Buddhism a lot of the masters have been men you know, mm. and that gets me I know that this is because of like that caste system or just the male dominant that is in this in our society but then when it even goes into the uh, religious practices or like study schools of thought that I'm looking at just to come always see male dominant thought which is what I'm learning it's mainly the fact that the masters are men rather than there being women masters too. For a lot of people, for example, Christianity, I hear it more often than probably about Hinduism, where people are like, I was depressed, I was like at a really low point, and then I felt better, and then they get into like Christianity and like fully into it, like for yeah. all their life. But you see, like in your brain, you decide that if it gives me a good thing, then it means it's true. But it's your subconsciousness decision that making that logical conclusion. Mm. However, it's not true because it happened to you before Hinduism, right? So right. it's like obviously individual for everyone, but it's like your decision of like taking and accepting it that it helps you. But like also as well, you can decide to no longer follow it and like do anything else. And it doesn't mean that you're going away from that God's no. journey or like no. anything. Aye, aye. If anything, you're going more. You're getting closer to the journey of enlightenment. You know, enlightenment doesn't have to be um, what what I've been reading about, like complete detachment to material objects. And like enlightenment could be when someone is in a relationship and they found, you know, love true. with someone. It's true, true. But like, I think in spirituality, the enlightenment that they are under code is like leaving this materialistic world. I logically question then, like, wh- where's it going? What's the point of all this? If like, for example, there'll be a different world. So the guy, he married one of my close friends from Russia and he like super, super into this kind of stuff. And he posted on his story, which stuff, I knew like five years ago reading uh, that like now our world is going from like a stage of being materialistic into like being more like energetic or something like that but it will take 2,000 years to like evolve so it doesn't really mean anything you know because (laughs) you're actually gonna be that but like if you want to entertain either yourself with this idea sure but if it's true sure like doesn't really influence anything that happens next then then like something else you know there'll be like different movies there'll be different (laughs) things that we 
to have different names of like where is it going all this and like that's what annoys me and that's why I'm going away from spirituality because I can't live well in materialistic world thinking so further away and that is depression because you lose the attachment to the world you lose that groundness yeah. that like yeah, yeah. fulfill you through societal pleasures yeah you know you, when you come from both parts of the world or like you've seen both sides there's like this stage of just thinking for so long but I've realized that I need to stop thinking because I, I just need to um, feel yeah to that's stop. true I need to feel more because before I think I feel mm, you know yeah. and the feeling is then interpreted into, into words and yeah. sounds and so on and so forth so I'm going to listen to my feelings more make mistakes not be afraid to make mistakes yeah. because I know that I'm not like, oh my god this is so offensive why other people are not doing that right for example I'm embarrassed because of how someone might look at me how I'm dressed because growing up we'd wear our shoes all the time like the same pair of shoes same pair of clothes that was the way you know and you never felt any way about it because just be able to get dirty anywhere you are climb the walls but now I'm really really liking different dressing styles you know because yeah. I want to wear I want to express myself yeah but still be comfortable yeah and not have to worry about yeah. getting something dirty yeah. or something yeah but also I think fashion is such a powerful tool you're able to convince anyone in the persona that you're presenting and the power in that is is fucking ridiculous right. and the people who have money they use money as their power yeah. through fashion yeah yeah, uh, yeah buying all this clothes thinking that that gets them the power but like it's not coming from the money it should be coming first of all from you right it's it's also about thinking that it's because lots of people are concentrating an idea that that it's not them but in reality, time doesn't exist because time is interchangeable. So that you is you now because time doesn't exist. So why don't you just adapt the ideologies or like the ideas of that person who is in the future? For example, would you go naked on a street and you're like, no. But like, would you want to, like as that person, because it's a confidence thing, you know, right. obviously to not that extent, but just exterminate, extremize. Yeah. 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 Okay, for me personally, it's uh, wearing crop tops because I had huge complexes and uh, difficulties regarding like my body image and stuff and I wanted to reduce them and I wanted to get rid of them and now I'm like appreciating and it was not a journey of like, oh, I appreciate it now and started wearing it. I started wearing it and I became comfortable with the idea of how I feel because I become that person because that person would have worn it, uh, you know? And another thing that I find also really cool is that my mom, uh, she's really skinny and I used to dress her because I was like, oh my God, like combining all these things and it was just sit perfectly on her <laughs> because she's skinny. And I, I always had a great taste, but I never was able to express it on myself because okay. I never loved myself, you know? But also like a journey for everyone is appreciating yourself and loving yourself. I can't be bothered for superficial convoys. You're like, oh, how's, how are you doing? Or, like, I know how are you doing is a real important question for me. The surface level, how are you doing? Or, I, I just cannot be bothered for it. That's why I don't ever, um, I, I haven't gone out um, yeah. in so long because... I mean, I do still make those conversations and I know how to act in those societal stuff, events, to like make friends and like hang out with like, people because obviously when I go partying alone, like I don't want to dance alone, I don't want to be a stranger, but I know how to act in a way to to like attract people around and I'm not becoming a stranger but obviously those relationships don't last longer than one night and I'm okay with that because I just need a company but sometimes they would mm. but like you just open for that opportunity and possibility because it can come from not anywhere with that the relevant reference that comes is like goals 
or like guys maybe as well uh when they've gone through like a bad relationship experience several times they become close to the opportunity of a good experience because you don't need to view it as oh uh, she's breaking my heart he's breaking my heart like this is this is too much drama keep it simple like if it's enjoyable time and a fun time why why people are close-minded about it because it's all about interaction like for example interacted in a party with person for one day because everyone's so in their head everyone's trying to make it so complicated yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. like that's why it's so difficult to interact with all these people they all create drama in their head why <laughs> right. why don't you just invite me to a party that you're like organizing like that i interact with other people why people don't invite each other to different events and things why it becomes such an exclusivity you know invitation exactly. that only to your close friends like let's create a community that is open for interactions right. but it doesn't exist yet right. i feel like people are still like in this renaissance like mindset where it's like i just want to find my love and i just want to get away from everyone oh my god so true you've summarized it you know? so well yes everyone does that right. like once you get into a relationship i know a relationship is not like my love or whatever but like people start dissociating from like society isn't it yes one of my best friends right this person He's like my teacher. He educated me as a man compared to other men who who was like really toxic, you know. And, and like, Interesting. Because of him, I was in a relationship for two years, which I love. I'm so grateful that I had that experience. And now I know that it's like, shit, H, like, keep shit simple. Keep like, you know, you, you fell in love with this girl, you know, you was getting way too ahead of yourself. But it was all just a great experience. But my friend, he's, um, he's now in a relationship and... He's someone, it's not that he doesn't get in relationships or, he's just very independent, he's very, very independent. So yeah. someone that's very independent, it's really hard to like, you know, find someone who's also willing to accept that independence yeah. whilst being together sure. kind of. And he's found, he's found someone, he's yeah. found someone and, um, but now, the thing that I was waiting for and I had predicted, even within my friend who I thought it would not happen to, it is happening, you know. We was like in our own relationship, you know, hey, let's like, let's make a video, let's do this, let's do that. And now, it's like no answer from me, you know. If I'm calling, there may not be an answer or... The, the relationship is so distant now because the person is now in a relationship. And when I see them from time to time, the feeling and energies that I get is just the person just wants to um, get away from society with this person because whatever it is that they've been dealing with, this is what they're seeing as their um, as the best thing that they can imagine in this timeline. And I'm just like, what? It is true and it's a common thing. It's not just like my experience, your experience. It's just like how you say it and generalize that people want to find their love and get away from this world. Right. But like it is fulfilling, like the, the energy that you get, you know, is incredible and you just like found someone. But it's just there are different different priorities. Like for me, I would rather interact with more people than with just one and like right. i guess for you as, as well but like for different people it just works differently and that's that's their decision like this is just that your realization should be acceptable of both opportunities and possibilities even more opportunities and possibilities and that's why you don't rely on that person as much even though he's like your best friend right. you're you're keeping your world open to interactions because yeah. It's not just one interaction, interaction with the world, things that, like you go to a cafe, interactive barista, you go to a party and random person, random, like all of these right. things are feeling you are so easy to just like start getting the energy that you need to feel fulfilled 
and enough that societal energy so easy to just put it all on one person you know but like in reality it's on our responsibility to fulfill it from other different places and it is really difficult and sad thing but yeah because for me the relationship is the same in friendship or relationship like relationship that way hence i would treat and I, i wouldn't want to like prioritize or divide things. Also, I found it really funny how you called me uh, my G or like all other expressions that like you would usually reference to a man and then you called me Senorita or something like that. And I was like, you wouldn't say that if I was a man, <laughs> obviously. You, yeah, because yeah, you, will assume, you did assume that I'm a man, right? Um, my G is unisex. I'm trying to understand what non-binary is. You know? mm. I love the idea of it. Is binary zero and one at the same time? No, binary is just the existence of zero and one. Binary is the existence of zero and one. So non-binary in mathematical terms would be? There's uh, no one or two. It's the same time, I'd say. Oh, they're all at the same I, time. I would think at the same time. But <laughs> I love that you're just like requiring a non-binary <laughs> mathematical identification in order to decide if you're non-binary or not. <laughs> um, binary implies something that is made up of or two indicate. or indicates two. Okay. So non-binary doesn't imply, you know? So non-binary, I guess, in my understanding, is when you don't identify as any genders and you just don't want to be a woman or a man, you just, you're just a person, you, you're already tired of how society is trying to narrow yeah. you down to a certain group of people and you don't feel like a woman even if you're like menstruating or you don't feel like a man if you have a penis. Sometimes... There are people who have intercrosses of genitals. I've got a question for you. Do you think um, uh, men who undergo uh, the process of becoming a trans woman? Yeah. Do you think they should be allowed to play, compete in women's sports? Was it like an argument that somewhere that everyone... I have seen this argument. Yes, yeah, so I think someone mentioned it to me already. Uh, I think they said it's unfair because of how your body is built already, you know. I think, okay, the problem here is not because there are men and women categories that are com- competing, right? The problem is already in the system. So the problem is how you define that category and who is competing against each other. So if you already remove the gender categories and you create the categories depending on build, depending on the years of experience, uh-huh. depending on all these different things, then you're actually becoming, making it fair, right? That's such a good point. I know. <laughs> I'm so grateful I documented that. EA Sports, if you're um, listening to this podcast, you know, come check her out. Like, she's got some good ideas. <laughs> so, hence, let's roll another drawing. <laughs> we need to start uh, incorporating different terminology. It doesn't get you more high, it does get you more stoned. More stoned. Because that's different things. Being yeah. high, you can be like on mushrooms, on high, LSD, right. and this is still triggering similar kind of receptors in your brain, which gives you that happiness, that like high level certain. That means being high, which is not actually a bad thing, no. but it's when you get stoned, which gets tired, or like just negative facts like headache or something, that's when it becomes problematic, I think, yeah. That's actually a good point. Also, we can smoke with a filter, which 
you know, properly. Uh, and you can like, for, test yeah. the difference as well. Holy shit, what is this? Uh, it's a active. filter that has active carbon, carbonated thing. What does it do? So it filters out all the tobacco style particles that's not good for you. And <laughs> <laughs> I love gets smoke. Gets to your throat. <laughs> but also vape is better, obviously. Like it's not perfect, but it's better than the normal roach. But obviously it still is harmful, you know, but oh, I'm cycling everywhere and running. Like My friend who smokes quite regularly told me that it doesn't get him as high but obviously it doesn't get you stoned it, it gets you high but it doesn't get you stoned Stone. so it's a really different high that you might get from this but it's a better high it's not a clean high it's a better high i believe because you still get that level of creativity you still get energy desire but maybe have, have it's you, not the same as smoking just a joint have, you know? have you smoked thai weed no or uh mush no i've smoked moroccan harsh Harsh. Okay, okay. But <laughs> I got it from a guy who was looking like homeless, but he wasn't homeless. Fair enough. Um, I've, got, I've got hash from a homeless guy before. <laughs> and I, and he was really, really... It was like a brown? Was it brown? Yeah, yeah, yeah super yeah. like a stone. So I need to like light it and get it out and then to like not smoke properly. So I didn't enjoy that at all. The Thai weeds and the, the hashes, they were much more common when I was like uh, 14. Yeah. 15. Why are you mentioning Thai? Because like... That's what I want to smoke. That's what... Um, but like, how did you... Like, it's it's just like as random as like Vietnamese weed. For uh, real. Russian weed. Like, for sorry. Well, why is why is Thai weed? <laughs> I have no idea why it's called Thai weed. That's so they, they actually grow it in Thailand. So like people... I can't even <laughs> believe that they're in Thailand people smoking weed. Because for me, it's just a nation. I just, I never smoked weed, I've never seen people smoking weed at Thailand. Okay. I don't know if it's a thing, you know, like, it just doesn't feel like a thing. I wonder why it's called Thai. I'm actually gonna, I'll, I'll actually do some <laughs> field research. Wait, so it might be not from Thailand, cool. It might not be from Okay, Thailand. cool, that, that calms me down. <laughs> do you consume TikTok at all? Do I? TikTok. No, I was gonna actually sign up tomorrow. Yeah, because uh, on previous podcast we discussed how that's one of the things that keeps you relevant, which helps to connect with the society in a way because you have things and themes in common and things that you understand because they're trans. They're like everyone is following and like it's massive and unfortunately that's how the society is communicated worldwide right now is through different social medias and everyone creates different trends and. That is a very good point. I need to I need to get more on um, on social media. I took a step away from social media because I was getting too focused on my likes and how many followers I had and stuff. Yeah, but you need to change that like orientation towards sharing rather than concentrating on you're doing it for yourself. Everything that you do in your life is for yourself. And I went for like a pub meeting with some Cambridge grads um, who were in my year or something like that a month ago, uh, and she mentioned exactly the same thing. Like, but she does have Instagram. She was like. It's just like upsetting or like how do you not concentrate like what's the point of posting when it just becomes for like but it's like your orientation towards it like i love sharing i love showing my progression who i am and what i am and photography and like the image that i present from of myself through photography is my saying to the world of who i am and at which stage i am the world might not care but social media is the same as diary so obviously it doesn't have history like for example, that's another thing that I've seen some people posting, which is actually interesting to discuss because it's relevant. Yesterday, WhatsApp, Facebook, and Instagram gone down, right? Down, yeah, My yeah. mom messaged me, and she was like, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp were hacked. <laughs> and like, she wrote it in caps, and I was like, 
literally world known news. Like I, I even got it on my TikTok. It was TikTok. No, no, TikTok is fine. So everyone was making TikToks about it, right? <laughs> and uh, it's funny because I don't really chat to my mom, so like the fact that she messaged that thing rather than like anything else. Oh it's, shit! It's really fair enough. Um, and what I want to say is, one guy posted on an Instagram story saying, like, hence nothing is constant. Don't like put so much attention and effort on social media because it can gone at one point and right. you're left with nothing so you need to first of all appreciate that idea that if that is gone that's not the only thing that who you are and what it is because that's a representation of what you are already mm. so if you're losing that you're not losing who you are mm. because you wrote books you've edited films you know people you go to things you go to parties it's not just like one thing that you film that is in your history because it happens all the time so you don't really care if it disappears because a couple of my phone's memories just gone down and i never will be able to retray or retrieve retrieve those things and i used to vlog a lot when i was young like 14 so i always was interested in recording social media and stuff there's no evidence of that was you singing as well yeah i was in a band was you just like too much um, because they are all really random and it doesn't mean that I'm like good at it because I was doing it because I was the right time the right moment cool. and I'm not a great singer cool. but I love singing like cool. yeah but also at the same time like I've never finished any filmmaking schools and I never studied anything but now I work it means that I'm actually really good at what I'm doing, right? And I've never studied it or anything, so it means that I, it can happen to anything, so it can happen with singing. Maybe I'm an amazing singer. Trust. But like, it hasn't been developed, evolved or expressed. Right. And you need to put effort and time into it, like at least five years for each hobby. Okay. And you can do it at the same time. Because they are seeds, right? They're seeds that need to be plant, planted and watered. And <laughs> during your uh, no, phase? No, no. I started smoking two years ago and I used to be like teetotal, anti-drugs, anti-smoking. Really? Drinking, yes. Really? Anti-clubbing because I was spiritual. So. Even as a as, even as a physics student? You yeah. Were serious? Until I, I drank my first alcohol when I was 22. Yeah. Well, 21, but like at the beginning of 22. So like basically when I was 22. And then your first smoke? But actually, my first hit was uh during the new year at the party okay yeah that was my first ever hit of joints and it was through like a wooden mm. thing and i listened to a music of a guy who made thing and i wanted to implement him into my short film that i was doing in cambridge or something like that it was like, really interesting like how my faults are were going away and i was like i i just feel like faults i'm catching them to tell you what i'm thinking that's what i was experiencing <laughs> okay When you become an artist, when you become creative, you understand that everything is just about expressing creativity. So it's like, where do you put your attention and your energy to? Because nothing is difficult. Because you know where you can find, what you can do, what you can learn. Like, you can write poetry. Like, let's, let's list all the creative stuff that you can do, right? Acting, drag, like, uh, writing, writing, poetry, singing, Filming. music production, costume directing, design. DOP, costume design, set design, uh, hairstyling, makeup artists. Stylist. Who's else? Um, um, graphic design. Animation. All this, 
it's just like a same spectrum of skills, isn't for it? For real. Like makeup, you can learn how to do makeup. You can easily go like do a course yeah. and like express your creativity using the skill sets that they've taught you. Because it's all about how do you create that thing that makes you feel something, right? Mm -hmm. It's like learning that language, but also sometimes language. you can learn that language yourself and hence becomes a new language. Hence my editing is a new language because I never learned it. So it's my style. <laughs> it's a whole different communication. You're actually such a G. <laughs> also, like the, today is the day when they released the fashion film for um, El Arabia, which I was part of. Okay. El is like a magazine, so it's kind of a big thing. But also, what happened is that the editorial team that published the physical copy, I think, of the magazine, obviously is separate from video team. So like the, what is going online is different from actually what they're printing on the print. Hence my video was not even recognized as postable because it was not discussed. It's like only an editorial print. And we, like the stylist apparently tried to get hold of the video editing team and no one was repri replying, right? But obviously my stuff is not published and it's going to be published by probably all the people who were in the team. But it's different to being published on the magazine because you're like, no, that's cool. You're like still a beginner. You still can't get there. You know, it's just, they're publishing your video, but it's like backstage stuff kind of. But like good quality backstage. That's, that's my level. Okay, sure. Yeah.